I'll start off by saying that I'm now a man in my early 30s, and this is an experience I'll never forget. I was around 19 years old at the time. I'd like to go on Craigslist in the personal section and see what all I could find. I was young, dumb, and bored. Not exactly the right combination. I had already met a woman on Craigslist before, and it was an amazing experience. She was older, and she taught me a few things. It was an experience any male fantasizes of having in their youth. One night I was scrolling through Craigslist in hopes to find another woman to possibly have the same experience again. I chatted with several women, but they all went stale after a while. They were either too cautious and thought I was catfishing them, or I caught on and I knew they were fake. Then one woman caught my attention. We'll call her Sarah so no one gets confused. Sarah had a normal picture on her ad. It didn't have any filters on it, and she wasn't wearing too much makeup. Her ad said she was looking for a guy to show her a good time, no strings attached, preferably younger, clean, and generous. I messaged Sarah and we chatted for a few minutes. The normal, hey, how are you, blah, 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 you know, filling each other out. Then she asked for a picture of me, so I sent one with my face covered by a black circle so to show plenty of my features without fully giving away who I was. Sarah then sent me a full body picture of her. In the picture, Sarah had a normal what I would call a mom body. Not a model figure, but not overly plus sized. Sarah had all the right curves in all the right places. With her picture being so normal, I was hooked. Sarah had to be the real thing. We chatted for a few more minutes and things started to get heated. We talked about what we liked in the bedroom and what we didn't like. Sarah then asked if I wanted to come over. Duh. I asked her where she lived and she told me. The address she gave me was only 30 minutes away from me. I was really excited. At the time, I still lived with my parents, so this was perfect. I could sneak out and be gone about two hours, give or take, and then be back before they even knew I was gone. So I told Sarah how long it would take for me to get to her and that I was on my way. The whole way Sarah was messaging me and talking dirty to me. But one word kept coming up that I didn't quite understand. Now I knew most of the online lingo at the time. Clean meant no STDs, safe meant using a condom, that kind of stuff. But she kept asking if I was generous. Looking back, I cringe at how blind I was at this but young 19-year-olds aren't always using the right brain. At the time, I thought generous meant that I would make sure she got off as well as me. I knew that most guys treat women poorly. Most men would finish and leave the women laying there just not receiving the same treatment. So I just kept saying, yes, I'm very generous. So as I start getting closer to the address, I noticed that I'm not in a good part of town. I'm passing rundown houses with boarded up windows and trash all in the yards. I try not to judge because Sarah's house might not be like that. I then pull up to the address and Sarah's house isn't as dirty as the other houses, but it is kind of sketchy. Now I'll say I'm not a tall buff guy, but I am athletically built and I can hold my own in a fight. So I was a little scared, yeah. 
but again, not thinking with the right brain. I did have the common sense to make sure I had the right address, so I asked Sarah to give me a sign I was at the right place. Next thing I knew, I saw curtains move, and I saw a woman's head peek through, and she then motioned for me to come inside. Alright, a little weight is lifted as I then got out of my car. As I walked up to the house, it was a two-story brick house that was up on a slight hill. Other houses all around are almost the same type. As I walk up, I'm constantly looking around me. I see other people on their porches and watching me. I start to get that uneasy feeling again. I walk up the steps and I see that the porch is trashed. The only clean spot is the welcome mat. I knock on the door and then this man appears. Now I'm starting to rethink this whole idea. He isn't too much bigger than me and he then says, Oh, you must be here for Sarah. I'm her brother. Sarah never mentioned a brother to me when we were messaging. I could see some resemblances, but I still wasn't too sure about coming inside. The man called and said, Hey Sarah, your guy's here. I then heard Sarah say, Come on in, I'm just finishing up. Okay, I heard her voice and it sounded really nice and sweet, so I walked in. The man went into the living room where he was watching TV, which was also trashed. The inside of this house looked horrible. I've watched several movies and cop shows to know what the inside of a drug house looks like, and this checked all the boxes. I didn't see any drugs yet, but I was looking because as soon as I did, I was out of there. As I walked further into the house, I had heard a door open down the hall. I turned towards the door and out walked a woman who did not look like the Sarah I was talking to. The woman greeted and I then asked, Sarah? She said yes and she apologized for her appearance because she was very self-conscious. Now, I'm not the one to fat shame or anything, but Sarah standing before me was three times the size of the Sarah in the pictures. If I had to guess, the Sarah was using a relative because I could see some similarities, but she was a totally different person than that in the picture. Sarah had on makeup and was wearing a long nightgown. Her breast took up half of her front, and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. She was still rather pretty. At the time, I hadn't been with a woman her size before, so I didn't want to judge a book by its cover. All of y'all listening are probably thinking, you're thinking with the wrong head and just want to see her boobs. Well, yeah, you're right. I drove all that way, and I didn't want to waste my time. She was a real person. This was going to be a one-time thing, so why not? Sarah opened her room door and then let me in. I asked, Um, won't your brother hear us? To which Sarah then said, No, the TV's loud enough. Sarah turned on the light to her room. I about threw up. Trash was everywhere. 80% of the room was taken up by what looked like a queen-sized bed, but I couldn't fully tell because the other side of the bed was covered in trash and God knows what else. I saw everything you could think of. Books, newspapers, DVD cases, pizza boxes, takeout trays, you name it, it was on the bed. I turned and Sarah was literally blocking the door and then had the nerve to say, sorry about the mess. 
If it wasn't the sight of the room, it was the smell that almost put me over the edge. It was a smell of trash and cheap air freshener, clean linen smell. But the trash smell was definitely overpowering the air freshener. The only room to move around was the little strip of walkway from the door to the bed, which the bed was right beside the door. So approximately three feet into the room and not even a foot wide of space. I couldn't turn around without touching something. I moved out of Sarah's way for her to sit down on the bed. I have never in my whole life seen a sight when Sarah then sat on that bed. As soon as Sarah sat on the bed, cockroaches scattered from every opening on the bed to include from under her. As I watched them scatter, I had started to see more and more around the room. I don't know how I missed them before, but they were everywhere. She motioned for me to sit beside her, and I then said, No, I'm good. I've been sitting all day, and then that drive. I need to stretch a bit. Sarah then began to lean back into the pile of garbage and started moving her hands all over her body trying to be sexy. I couldn't stop watching more cockroaches scrambled out from under her. She then asked me, So how generous are you going to be? I honestly didn't know how to answer. One, I was holding back my stomach from coming out of my mouth. And two, I just couldn't begin to think about touching this woman. I didn't want to come off rude or anything. So my mind was racing trying to think of an excuse to run away. Sarah then pulled out one of her boobs. And to this day is the biggest breast I've ever seen, but really wish I hadn't. Moles were all over this thing, and her skin looked so oily. She then said while holding her breast, This can be all yours as long as you're generous enough. Now that my other brain is shut off, my actual brain finally kicked in. Generous must mean money. Sarah was a prostitute. Bingo, I found my excuse. I immediately began to apologize. Oh, that's what generous means. I'm so sorry. I thought it meant something else. I can't begin to say how sorry I am, but I don't have any money on me. As I'm saying all this, I'm backing up towards the bedroom door, speaking really fast. Sarah, with her breast still out, gets up with a mean look on her face. Well, you owe me something for wasting my day. Sarah said angrily. I didn't stop backing up. I'm sorry, I don't carry cash on me. Sarah then calls for her brother, who's now facing right behind me with his arms crossed. Sarah and her brother have me trapped in a hallway. Sarah's blocking one side while her brother's blocking the other. I look at her brother and then say, Look man, this is all a misunderstanding. I didn't know I was supposed to pay for anything tonight. Let me just go and we'll get on with our night. The brother then smiled at me and then said, My sister is standing there with her beautiful boob out for you. So to me, something happened in that room that deserves some form of payment. I look back at Sarah, then back at her brother. I don't have any cash. I keep it all in the bank. At this time, cash app and Venmo wasn't really a thing. So my only option was to keep playing this card and hope it works. The brother looks at me. What's in your wallet? I started patting my basketball shorts and then said, No pockets. I don't have my wallet on me. It's out of my car. The brother turned to look at my car, then back at me with an aggravated look on his face. 
I had to think quickly. I knew Sarah wasn't a threat, but if I got knocked to the ground with her brother, I was done for. Like I said before, I was athletic and I could hold my own in a fight, but not knowing what drugs this guy was on or how much alcohol was in his system, taking him on forcefully was not a great idea. So with whatever courage I had, I started to say, okay, look, I don't carry cash. That is the truth. Just in case of situations like this. So the best and smart thing for you to do is let me go and we go on about our night and act like nothing's happened. Or in about 30 minutes, my friend's going to call my phone, which is in my car. If I don't answer my phone, he immediately calls the cops and gives them this address. So what's it going to be? The more I talked, the more I felt myself puffing up and trying to keep the most serious face so that the brother could not call my bluff. He looked at his sister and then said, It's not worth the risk. You know what all I have upstairs. People would come looking for this kid. He then looked at me and asked, Nothing happened tonight, and you lose our address. I nodded my head, and the brother stepped aside. I hightailed it out that door and jumped in my car and then sped off. I didn't slow down until I got home. I snug back into my room, and my parents never even knew that I left. I never went back on Craigslist again. For a while, I didn't use any dating platform. Every now and again, I have nightmares that I'm stuck in that room with cockroaches all around me, or that I'm stuck in that hallway with both siblings closing in on me. I never told anyone about that night. To all the young men out there, be mindful of your conversation with whoever you're talking to. Ask questions if you don't understand something. I got lucky this time, but that night could have been my last night. My name is Carissa, and this happened back in my drug days. My ex and I were staying in a shitty motel, and me being the only one keeping us afloat, I danced at a local club which barely paid for our room and habit. Apparently when I was working, my ex was going around scoring and owing every dealer in town. One day out of nowhere, we get a knock at the door. Nothing too hard. My ex who we'll call E opened it, and this man pounced right on E and then knocked him to the ground. Then followed two women. Not being stereotypical, but they were butch and quite scary. So altogether, two men and two women. I've never been in a fight before, mind you, so this was scary as hell. Where's my fucking money? Asked the big dude. He answered, asking what money. The big dude then replied back with, The 300 bucks that you owe me. I about shit my pants. 300 bucks? All in drugs? Then without hesitation, he looked at me demanding I give him everything I had. That night had been extremely slow at work, so I barely even had $30. I remember sitting on my wallet praying that they didn't ask me to get up. Without that money, we would have been kicked out. Then out of nowhere, the bigger dude asked if I wanted to be manhandled too. The two women were pretty much sitting on edge like lions ready to attack me. I was terrified. I told them this had nothing to do with me which being addicts themselves, they didn't care. My ex blurted out how he'd swore that he'd have the money the very next day, which I knew was bullshit. They said they'd come back tomorrow, 
which came way too quickly. He had been trying to scrape up enough money to suffice them, but in my opinion, he couldn't save it before spending it. I was off that day, and I had zero way of making any money. 9pm rolled around, and I assumed that they just gave up. Unfortunately, I was wrong. He was so called out making money, and he left me there to, I assume, handle everything. I had just calmed myself down when I had heard knocks that sounded like the cops. I immediately ran to the shower and sat there while the door shook like crazy, while those people were making sure they made themselves known. I wanted to go get the phone, but I was too scared they'd hear me from outside. The pounding went on for at least 40 minutes, which seemed like hours. Eventually they left, but he never came back to the room that night, and I was way too scared to go look for him. The next day, I see E with a hoodie on covering his face. Let's just say after my scare, they had caught him hiding in an empty room. Apparently, the hotel manager gave E the key to hide, but the owner eventually snitched on him. I assume from their threats. Right after the mayhem, I then dipped and got my own place. I still to this day don't know if the money was ever paid back, but all I know is I made it out without ever being manhandled. This encounter happened to me when I was around 14 to 15. It was during the middle of winter, so it got dark quickly, and I was walking home from school with my older brother because we both missed our bus. The walk home from school was about an hour long, and we barely made 20 minutes into our walk, and my brother decided to stop in the middle of downtown to study in the library. I didn't want to go with them because it was getting late, and I was getting hungry. I just wanted to get home as fast as possible. I was hesitant at first, but I didn't feel comfortable walking alone in the dark, but I still did in the end. The sky was a deep blue color, and it was cloudy outside. I was speed walking out of the library when I noticed a middle-aged man also speed walking behind me. I was passing by a bus stop, so I assumed he was going there. When he didn't stop there, I had started to panic, so I started to speed walk faster and kept looking back every second. My intuition told me that something was wrong, and I was nowhere near home yet, and I was really tired and hungry so I decided to cross the street and head back to the library. As I was waiting for the cars to pass, I then saw him approaching me and getting closer. I eventually crossed the street, and he also crossed the street at the same time that I did. That's when I knew that I was being followed, so I decided to run and not look back. When I finally reached the library, I looked back and I didn't see him. I finally made it back safe into the library, telling my brother everything that happened. He gave me his PB&J sandwich that he didn't eat because I was so hungry, and I was very thankful. Eventually, our dad came back from work, and he had picked us up around 6 to 7 p.m. I know this may not be the scariest story to some of you, but in that moment of being followed by that middle-aged man, I was terrified. I'm just so glad that I listened to my intuition. I really hope anyone listening to this also listens to their own intuition. It's there for a reason. Stay safe, everyone, and be aware of your surroundings. Hey, everyone. 
That's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember, to always.